Don, you and I had the honor of presenting at TestFest recently. TEST is one of the oldest BDSM organizations in the United States, but just because they've been around for a while doesn't mean they're not keeping up with the times. TEST offers virtual classes weekly. Classes like Scene Negotiations with Transgender Partners 101 or I Ask the Questions Here, Military and Police Style Interrogations or Pain Processing. And many other classes. You can find out about those classes by going over to FetLife and search for the username TES-NYC. Again, search for the username T-E-S-N-Y-C. This week on Erotic Awakening, Envy versus Jealousy, Alternatives to Kneeling, and Magical Mind. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Get the free sneak peek at the audiobook Polyamory Toolkit when you support Erotic Awakening via Patreon. You'll also receive ad-free early access to the podcast, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other content. Thank you to all of our supporters and welcome back, Wild Kitten. Yay! yay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. I don't know why that got a yay. Because I like not? Wild Kitten. I do too. So Glad to see she's They used back. to participate in all of our chats, and it's it'd be good to have them back. Indeed. So today on the podcast, uh, we're uh, gonna push this one a little bit. A little bit faster than we normally do, a little bit shorter than some of our other shows, although we do have a lot to talk about, so I don't know how that's supposed to work out. Basically, uh, both of us are like, do you want a podcast or play a video game? And we said, eh, and not or. <laughs> Let's do both. Oh, and I'm going to do a fire. Oh, yeah. Fire, absolutely. fire. <laughs> um, we have finally discovered like the, a- to- the joys of having a fire while we've been RVing at night um, for just... Multiple nights in a row now, so that's been nice. Well, it helps that you bought a cartload <laughs> of wood that we need to go through before we leave on Saturday. So I will, I will help with that. Oh uh, well, good, cool. Uh, today on the podcast, first thing we're going to do is talk about um, envy versus jealousy, and later, Don, we'll be talking about uh, how alternatives to kneeling, uh, not just for us that are of the older generation, but. Th- Anybody who, for whatever reasons, doesn't go to kneel. So, Dawn, is there any any difference between envy or jealousy? Or should we start off with a definition of one or the other? Um, well, I can define it the way I define it, okay. right? So, to me, envy is when someone's doing something that you would also like to do. Jealousy is when someone is doing something and you don't want them to do it because you want them to do it with you or something like that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, I know for me, um, like when you would go on cruises with Karen, I had envy. There was probably some jealousy in there as well. Um, but for the most part, it was envy. I wanted to do that as well. It's not that I didn't want you guys to do it. I wanted to do it too. So, it was envy. And sometimes I'll take envy and actually use that to make sure that whatever it is that I want to do, I'm making sure that I do it as well. 
Well, good. But before we get into solving, yeah. right? Um, because that sounds like one of the things we do to solve it. Uh-huh. It's one of the things I do to solve it. Okay. Um, so jealousy is, um, I mean, most often you'll, it's, it's, the, it's bitterness or um, resentment or hostility or these, these, you know, powerful negative words. Um, and when we speak of it in the perspective of relationships in general, right, uh, a lot of people express it via they'll use language around suspicion or um, being uncomfortable with positive attention that their partners are getting. Um, and it, it's a very, it, even though I, my personal belief is that jealousy is fear-based, it's mm -hmm. expressed hostily. A kind of a hostile sort of situation. Oh yeah, if I if I express jealousy, it puts you on the defensive. If you express jealousy, it puts me on the defensive, and that's kind of how you can figure out it's jealousy versus envy. Well, uh, it depends on how, but not necessarily, right? You could express envy in a way that puts the other person on the defensive as well, but it's a different feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So, like you said, um. When I go, if I go on a cruise with a other significant other, and you're like, oh man, I want to go on a cruise too, that's clearly envy. But at the same time, you could, you know, I could say, oh, I'm going on this cruise, and you'd be like, damn, I'd like to go on a cruise too, man, that sounds fantastic, right? That mm -hmm. still might put me on the defensive. Mm -hmm. uh, just not as challengingly or not as, and I'm just going to come back to the word hostily, even though. The reason I don't like that word hostile is sometimes jealousy is expressed in tears and depression and or sadness. Or passive aggressiveness. True. So, yeah, but you're right. It is usually the, the negative emotions. And I try to, when we talk about jealousy, and, and we have a couple of um, compersion classes, right? How to develop compersion, how to embrace compersion, how to create compersion, which is the opposite of jealousy, right? So um, we talk about that. And I like to express that jealousy is an emotion. Jealousy mm -hmm. is a tool. You have to for well, my thought is, is that when you become self aware enough to know that it's jealousy, you get to look at yourself and figure out what's causing it, right? It's mm -hmm. a tool for growth if you're self-aware enough to use it as a tool. I, I want to explore that some more, but first I want to bust this fact on you, this factoid. Okay. Oh, this factoid? Yes. Do you know where the term uh, green-eyed monster comes from? I'm assuming it's a, either a Roman or a Greek reference. Uh, it's a Shakespearean reference, actually, from really? the uh, play Othello. Hmm. So there you go. Which I did not know that. I would assume Greek. The green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. That's my best Shakespearean actor voice. Oh, it's better than mine. <laughs> so, for envy, I, I think that, you know, how, how do you, why do you deal with it, right? The first aspect is recognize. Am I thinking about envy or is this what I'm feeling, envy? Or am I feeling jealousy, right? If it's envy... Uh, which I saw one description, which I kind of like, is a combination of admiration and discontent. Right? 
What do you think about that? For sure. Okay. Um, my envy does not always have discontent. I can be envious without being discontent. It's a recognition of an emotion that, hey, I'd like to do that too. Okay, I'll buy that. Um, when I recognize envy, right, it's, it's all right, what can I do about envy? Mm-hmm. Well, A, recognize it. B, if the reason you feel envy is because perhaps in the polyamory world, right, because a partner is doing something with another partner that you would like, you would enjoy doing as well, um, it's easier to find solutions for that, right? Either one, go do it yourself, right? Two, ask that partner, hey, can I do that with you sometime as well? Maybe not while you're doing it with the other partner. Depending on the situation, maybe you are going to join them, right? Um, and not and all, it doesn't always work out that way, right? If I have a partner that's taking me to a Christmas party and you feel envy about, oh, you get to go to this Christmas party with your partner, you know, not much I can, you know, not much you can do to say, well, I want to be, I want to go to a Christmas party with you too. Okay, well, we'll we can talk next year. Or, you know, it's it, obviously it can go to more than one party. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's what I would, that's what I do with envy. Recognize it and then determine, can I do it by myself? Can I do it with a different poly partner? Or if I wanted to do it with you, can I say, hey, can we go do that as well? Or mm-hmm. maybe something similar. Whereas um, with jealousy, for me, I would like to try to keep you from doing it. Mm. Right? So that's how I can tell the difference. With envy, it's like, oh, man, you get to do this thing. Lucky you. Right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be a negative feeling. Mm-hmm. I can be happy for you and still be envious. Okay. So, you know, man, cool. You get to do this thing. I'd like to do that thing at some point, you know, or sure. or not. Right? You get to do this thing. Um jealousy on the other hand i can usually tell when it's jealousy when like you said it's a lot of negative emotions there's that angst there's that um why doesn't he want to stay home with me what about me mm-hmm. didn't he think of me you know all these sort of things you know i'd rather you stay home and then i'll feel better sort of thing and to me that's the jealousy trying to keep you from being able to do it mm-hmm. i would rather you not do it where envy is you know, oh, you get to do this thing, lucky you, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I know for, um, I, I, I think about, and this isn't intended as a plug, but I think about our book, Polyamory Toolkit, I think 40% of it is dealing with jealousy, 40% of it is communication, mm-hmm. and 20% of it is a mixture of everything else, including sex. <laughs> So, for those getting involved in polyamory for sex, I, I don't know that that's a major thing of it for us, at least. Uh, but of those, and, and you mentioned what about me, uh, what is one tool that comes to mind to help you deal with jealousy? Oh, for me? Well, mm-hmm. first, I want to put the thing out there that you'll find on, I'm talking to the audience, you'll find on a lot of like Facebook groups on polyamory that People will come out and say, if you feel jealous, you're not poly. Therefore, you know, stop being poly until you fix the jealousy. Mm -hmm. I call bullshit loudly on that, Mm -hmm. right? Like I said, it's a tool. Therefore, we have the book, the Polyamory Toolkit, like you said, 40% about jealousy. Because it can happen. Even the people that, of all the people that told me they've never been jealous, there's only one that is still able to say that. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Everybody else has felt it at some time. So um, one of the tools that I like in the, the God, there's so many. And as soon as I mention one, I'm going to think of another one. So um, the things that have helped me with jealousy, I guess one of the biggest ones and one of the newest ones is to uh, reframe things as if you're in the other person's shoes. And what that means for me is, is if I come to Dan and say, hey, me and Big D are going to go across the state line and um, I got to officiate a wedding. Mm -hmm. You're busy. So I'm taking Big D and he's going to help me out. Mm -hmm. Right. I want you to be happy for me. I want your first reaction to be happy for me. You can be envious. Oh, man, I'd like to go on that thing, too. But I'm busy, you know, sort of thing. Um, but I want you to be happy for me. So therefore, when you bring something to me, I want my first reaction to be happy for you because I want that to be your first reaction for me, right? So trying to reframe that thing and, and, uh, and look at it that way has helped tremendously. And I did. I just had four more tools pop into my head. <laughs> so what's yours? What's your uh, favorite tool? Uh, the one that I've been thinking about most recently and been using the most recently is and not or. Mm. And it really is both a, it is more, I think, when I think of and not more, it is a great counter. And not more? And you not, want more. <laughs> well, and not or is the tool. But it's really a great counter for envy as well. Um, mm. And the idea of the tool is that if, if, um, if I take you to an Ethiopian restaurant, mm -hmm. right, and then, you know, <laughs> then Karen were to speak up and say, oh, man, I wanted to go to that Ethiopian restaurant, but I guess I'm, I can't do that now. It's not special anymore mm. to recognize that that's not necessarily the case, right, that well, you, both things can happen. Another great example was the very fact that I was dating Karen, who is a very vanilla person, and also dating you, who is a very not vanilla person, right? <laughs> Um, the, the thinking of, well, you either like vanilla people or you like kinky people, right? It drives a lot of feelings of gen jealousy and can drive feelings of resentment, right? When you recognize, no, you can like both things. I can enjoy that time I have with Karen and I can enjoy that time I have with you, even though that time is significantly different. Oh, that was so confusing for me. So confusing. A lot of our tools come from that time. So, and you know, the other tool that really popped into my head um, is meditation. Mm. I've been um, watching a lot of videos recently on different topics. And do you know, they actually mentioned, I was uh, watching ADHD YouTube videos, and they actually mentioned meditation. I'm like, yay, because it slowed, meditation slows my brain down enough so that I can catch those feelings and look at them before my mouth explodes because <laughs> I'm an external <laughs> processor, right? So it is just natural for me when an emotion hits to blurt it out, right? Mm -hmm. So this kind of slows my brain down a little bit so that I can take a look at it first, which is manual mode, which we also talk about. Right. <laughs> a lot of these tools just kind of work together, yeah, right? absolutely. Um, so, Don, as we mentioned earlier in the show, the speaking of all these tools, the polyamory toolkit 
is on its way to becoming an audiobook. Mm -hmm. But if I want to find out when that becomes an audiobook, and I don't really like listening to the podcast, <gasps> right? I like listening to audiobooks, but not the podcast. How in the world would I find out when that How in the audiobook... world are they going to hear about this? Yeah, how without... are they going to hear about it? Exactly. <laughs> no, how are they going to hear about what I'm getting ready to say if they're not listening to the podcast? But that's beside the point. Maybe, I understand. Maybe the podcast gets transcribed. <laughs> Ooh, that was a project I was working on for a while. It was. So anyway, you can find out about upcoming events, the upcoming um, audio audiobook for the polyamory toolkit, all that stuff. Um, discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out like Angie in Wisconsin, Persephone in West Virginia, Aurora in Vermont, and Jonathan in Texas. So head over to the eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. I wonder if we've met Angie in Wisconsin or it's just coincidental that here we are in Wisconsin. I don't and know. And so is she. But do you know what, what? Oh, you don't even have this on our random notes. Do you know what was weird, Dan? Hmm. I felt like a celebrity last <laughs> Friday. <laughs> that was funny. So we're in Wisconsin, but we traveled over to Minneapolis to have um, a dinner with Dan's stepmom. Mm -hmm. We're out to dinner. We're sitting on a patio at a restaurant we've never been to. We've we've barely been to Minneapolis, mm -hmm. right? Only only a couple times. That was to visit your family. Mm -hmm. And um, someone comes up to us from behind us and says. Dan and Dawn, I knew that was you from the back. <laughs> and I'm like, well, how did they know? I just got my hair cut, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that they heard your voice. Yeah. Because your voice is very loud. And um, they introduced themselves and... and it wasn't clicking very fast where they were from or how we knew them. So stepmom is is just sitting there and introduces herself. Yes. Because <laughs> we didn't get around to introducing her. Right? So, and um, I mean, it clicked. It ended up clicking. Yes. But uh, it, was, it was just, uh, we were at a restaurant mm -hmm. and someone knew us in Minneapolis. So it was out of context. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was hard to place the person. And uh, mother-in-law is like, uh, so where do you know this person from? Which we wouldn't have uh, said anyway if we knew exactly where we knew them <laughs> oh, from. Oh, yeah, no, And fortunately, she started to guess where we might know them from. And we're like, yeah, that could be it. That could, that be, could it. be it. Yes. <laughs> so to because that we're, person... we're not out. To, yes. <laughs> to that person whose name starts with T, please, if you happen to be listening to this episode, reach out to us and say hi. We know who you are. Now we're in the same town. We want to say hi some more. Yep, well, we'll only be here for a little bit longer, so awesome. So, Dawn, earlier you were talking about meditation. I was. And meditation is something that slows down the mind. Yes. I was uh, contacted by a company uh, who has a product called Magic Mind, who has one of these little um, drinks that supposedly increases productivity. Ooh. I said, well, good Lord, I could use that if it works. Um, I don't think I said that, but that's what <laughs> I thought for sure. What I said was, hey, that's cool, uh, but you know, I'm, we're not going to advertise you on the podcast because I've never heard of you before. She said, I'll send you a sample. Okay, send me a sample. Um, and then I'm looking at the website, and it says, you should try this. She, a little three-pack is what she mm -hmm. sent me. And she said, well... The, the website says, well, you should try this for seven days in a row to find out if it works. So I wrote her back and I said, I, you know, I'm still not going to be pitching your stuff because I don't know 
anything about it except for three days worth, right? Right. And if it's supposed to be, she said, hey, don't even talk anymore. And she sent me 15 days worth. Wow. So I've got nothing to say about it at this point. I've started drinking it. Uh, I had a shot with my coffee this morning. Uh, it's an interesting taste. It's not bad. It reminds me of what's the secret sauce in Canada at that place that we go to. It's a fast uh, food place. It's a but Swiss it's not chalet. Swiss chalet. Swiss chalet sauce, I think it's called. I think it is. It's It's got this taste. I can't quite place it, and I can't quite tell you if I 100% like it or not. <laughs> but I don't dislike it. Anyway, uh, on our next episode, I'll continue to, to slug these things. And uh, a week from now, when we do our next show, I'll either be telling people, man, this shit's pretty cool, or I'll be telling you, nah, didn't work for me. So there you go. Which doesn't mean it won't work for other people. Yeah, but yeah. But I, I like the idea that, um, you know, why, why pitch? <laughs> I, I don't know about you, uh, podcast listeners, what you think about podcasting. Perhaps you've heard the rare occasion of the Joe Rogan. He's a famous podcaster. Oh, okay. Or our friend uh, T, who, due to his Blacklist podcast, gets all kinds of awesome perks. Ah, uh, lucky dude. Uh, we get, you know, advertising money for podcast is is not why we do this, and which is great because he sure as hell can't do anything with the amount of money we make on this bad boy. Um, but. I will say, hey, if you're going to send me, just like the fucking undies, you undies thing we did not mm -hmm. too long ago, you know, send me your stuff. And if we dig it, we're happy to share about it, especially if you're a small business trying to get your, your uh, thing out there known. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, well, you keep trying it. Yes. Worst thing that can happen is I'll turn green. <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. No, but we are digging She-Hulk. Oh, we are. New episode tomorrow night? Going back to Envy and Jealousy mm -hmm. for just a moment. How did... Um, if I went to a new Marvel movie with you, or I went to the new Marvel movie with Karen, that would have caused Envy, right? Mm, boy, that's borderline. No, no that absolutely. would be Jealousy. Oh, oh, whether it's Envy or Jealousy. Yeah, okay. whether it's Envy or Jealousy. No, how that did, would be Jealous. How did yeah. we resolve that? All of us going together. Yes. Simple. <laughs> Marvel movies, that was the agreement. All, all three of us <laughs> went to as soon as we could so that there was no... Um, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, so, Don, another quick suggestion for a topic people would like to hear about is mm -hmm. uh, alternative methods to kneeling or presenting yourself as a sub. Well... Oddly enough, this is something we talk about on my OWL group. So oh, okay. the OWL group, I run that once a month on Zoom, and it's for older women in alternative lifestyles. Mm -hmm. So we just call how do you, it OWL. How do you define older? Um, 50 plus. Okay. Though we right. do have some that are 40 that join. I, I don't card at the door. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you think it would be of a benefit to join an older women's group, then, um, you know, Al is the way to go. You can find that out on our newsletter, right? I always post it on there. Anyway, we talk about this topic because most of us are 50 plus. I mean, mm -hmm. I've got some 70 year olds, you know, on there as well. And kneeling is not always an option, even for younger folk right? Mm -hmm. Kneeling is not always an option. You and I have a friend that um, 
helped us at our last high protocol event at the space, and she is not able to kneel. It's just not a physical possibility. So for her, I mean, it is understood that she will sit in a chair next to her owner. Mm -hmm. So if they can find a a chair that is slightly shorter than her owner's, all the better, but she gets to sit in a chair. So, and then we have some people, um, I've got a little folding yellow step stool Mm -hmm. that um, is here in the RV. And if I can't get to my knees, if I've got, I've got something going on with my left knee. And if my knee is really hurting at the time, I would ask if I could sit on that. And sometimes you'll just have me sit on the floor as long as I'm near something that I can haul myself up, right, right. <laughs> up on. So don't have me sit in the, on the floor in, in the middle of, of the room. That, that's, that's not going to be pretty with me getting up. I, I am not Slave Jim, the graceful dancer who can But there is some, some logic to some desire of yours to be able to sit on the floor. Oh, absolutely. Neil, um, sit on the floor. You know, I, I, I love to do all of that. I love to be lower than you. It, it just creates that connection, right? Uh, yes. That uh, Although, now I've got scenes from The King and I running through my head. <laughs> but I love that. The um, uh, One of the alternatives, and I'll post a link in our show notes, is a... Um, a meditation bench, which allows you to to kneel, but it, it takes pressure away from uh, the knees. You don't have the weight on your legs or your knees, so it's it's more comfortable. So that would help with the ankles. Mm-hmm. So not so much as the knees, because your knees are still bent over, what is it, a 90 degree angle? They're still bent more than that. Mm-hmm. So that puts too much stress on my knees. But if it's not the knees and it's the ankles... Or even the lower back. So those Zazen benches you're thinking of, yep. those, those are phenomenal. Yeah, the, and, and actually they're great for posture. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you pay a little bit of attention, they, they are, they, you can also have terrible posture on them if you try hard enough. <laughs> um, and the, the other thing that comes to mind is simply to have some, level, some agreement that the leader in the relationship says, your kneeling is going to take the form of this. Right, mm, um, mm-hmm. you know, for as you described it, right? It might be, you know, when you kneel, you actually get to sit on a sit in a chair. Um, you know, when you kneel for me, maybe you'll sit on the floor, and we'll recognize that as your kneeling. Or maybe it'll just be your you'll tuck your your uh, you'll look down to the ground, and that will be your you know in a in a military parade rest and say, mm-hmm. okay, that's your kneeling position, right? As long as you convey the significance to each other and acknowledge it, I think that any of those, you know, work just fine. So I totally agree. And I know when we're presenting and you need me to kneel for something, usually you'll actually ask me, so how are your knees today? So that we can modify, you know, yeah. whether I can kneel or whether it has to be a sit or whether it's a stool or whether it's a chair or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that if you really wanted to get creative... Um, what about table pose? Depends on the knee condition. Mm-hmm. 
So it just depends because table table. I mean, I've done that before. Table pose really so like that you can on your hands and knees, right? So that you can prop up your feet. We've done that before, right? While you watch football. But again, it depends what the knee condition is, right? But but it is a nice and submissive sort of mm-hmm. position to put yourself in. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go. There's some of the options we have. If you have ideas on alternatives to kneeling, feel free to send them to us via the standard contact methodologies, which I, you'll hear about at the end of the show. And, and I'd actually be curious over what people have come up with, because literally that's all I can think of, right? Kneeling, sitting, stool. Curious. I would love to hear. Don, um, you have uh, comics. I do, I do. So, uh, tentacles. I got a couple of different things going on here. So, Pirate sent me, um, I, I listed as two comic picks, but it's two graphics of uh, uh, girly girls being wrapped up with tentacles. And I always love those. That's the tentacle sex. <laughs> mm-hmm. That That's uh, phenomenal. And then Jesse sent me, it was so cute. It's not tentacle sex, but it was really cute. And it was of a baby octopus actually hatching. So that was really cute. And then Lucian sent me a link to Family Feud. And the question was, if you were an octopus, what would you do to eight people all at once? And the girl that answered must have forgot where she was because she said, jerk them off. (laughs) (laughs) And the the host, what is his name? Harv? I don't remember. Uh, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. So, and he just kind of looks at her, and then when it's time to look at the answer, he's like, well, this naughty woman thinks that it is J-O. Show me J-O. And fondle (laughs) flipped over. So, she actually got the answer. I don't consider that quite the same. No, I know, but they certainly did. (laughs) Fair enough. Don, while we've been on our trip around Wisconsin, we did some shopping the other day and picked up a bunch of stickers and pins. We did. So now a few days ago, we picked up cheese, of course. Of course. And and we tried. Oh, we were on a Zoom call with um, Peachy Mm -hmm. and Sim. And we decided to try the cheddar with, it was called Cheddar Crunch. And it was cheddar with chocolate and caramel. Yep. <laughs> that was nasty. No, we threw that out. Oh, I just threw my jaw out. So, and then, and then two days ago. You're um, rejecting that cheese? That's oh my strong. God, I did. Your jaw I did. I just popped my jaw. Uh, that might come in handy later. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> right. We did find a store. I was so surprised. We're like in Wisconsin, but maybe I... Maybe Wisconsin's different than I think it is. But um, we found some stickers and pins that we've been um, posting on our Instagram. So I love it. Look, I got some right here on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And one of them says, own your magic. Mm-hmm. The other one says, be you. They'll adjust. And then I got the pin that said, respect my pronouns or yours will be was were. <laughs> <laughs> I will say my favorite sticker there was, uh, it said, you mean there's gays in the Midwest? Oh, yeah, you betcha. (laughs) That's awesome. Take a moment to support. Oh, I forgot to press this little button. Uh Uh-oh, the music. Yay. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You know how I said this was going to be a short show? Mm, it, it never is. 
You can find us as Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and FetLife. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. You can use the links from Erotic Awakening website, Facebook, and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Bye.